We're making history right now. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. It's the uh, it's Potty Break, Tim Hawkins Podcast. Um, we are so chill right now. It's not even funny. Uh, with Caleb at the helm. What's up? No, that's okay. You can make noise. We're in my house, everybody. Um, doing the show today. A uh, very special friend is in town, and I'm uh, I'm extremely excited. I'm full. My belly's full. Just had some kimchi. These chairs are nice. The couches? Yeah, the couches. You like yeah. the couches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all nice brown leather. Charleston's. Yeah. Did you know, honey, that oh, my wife's with us, too. I'll, I will talk. We'll Hello. talk. To, hold on. You can't talk yet. This is the intro. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> The, one of the legs is, you know, that one of the legs is broken. One of the I feet. didn't know. I'll show you that later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've uh, just had some. I had some kimchi from Blue Apron. Uh, everybody, I don't. We're not sponsored by BlueApron.com. <laughs> we would like to be, but we would like to be. And in Blue Apron, if you're out there, um, they send meals to. <laughs> okay, we have two Yorkshire Terriers right now attacking our guest, uh, Pippa and Luna. Are. It's not my stomach. Okay, there's but... blood. I just saw blood spurt out <laughs> no, of one of their necks. No. So maybe we should maybe separate them. Oh, okay. oh. false couch. Come on. Oh, I want to get a picture of this couch. And this is a moment to announce to all of the listeners that we have a Twitter. So we do. Yeah, we do. High no, five. That but, was your idea. But what? Didn't you have one? No, I mean, we have a Twitter just for the podcast. Oh, Where right. is, what's it called? It is at potty break. P-O-D-D-Y break. And, um, by the time you hear this episode, we'll have pictures up right. of the chair and your hats that you wear. Okay. And, and our else. guests. And that's a place. And that, our guests and dogs. Yes. And that's a place that they can see uh, see pictures and whatnot of things that happen in the episodes. They can put in requests for topics. And that's just a way for them to communicate with us about the podcast specifically. Awesome. That's, so. that's, and then, yeah, so they can send in questions and, mm-hmm. and stuff because like, we want to make it more interactive as, as we go along. Yeah. Once again, folks, we're, we're, we're learning as we go and we, we're into failure. We like failing and, um, that's how you get better. So we will try to make this as good as possible, but we're also going to just, this is the time for us just to hang out and talk with people we like and, okay. Shut the dog up. Gosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, but we're going to be talking about lots of cool things today on the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking. <laughs> we're going to be talking music because uh, our guest today, Laura C, is my favorite female singer in the world, and that's not really. Yeah, I, I, I've out. been holding wow. that in, but I'm going to go wow. ahead and say it. I mean, Roberta Flack, great. Uh, Whitney, you know, uh, uh, Houston, Whitney Houston, um, uh, Kate Bush, any any of those greats. The, sh- Laura C is, is the best. She's my wow. favorite. Oh, and we're going to talk about why she's Who my knew? favorite. Um, I and, but I wanted to, I wanted to uh, uh, start off today. I'm, I'm thinking of starting a new um, feature in the show. It's called uh, British Guy Reads Country Music Lyrics. Mm, I like that. This is the first we, I've heard of this. I know. I just came up with the idea. You want, you want to go for it? Yeah. So you introduce, um, you introduce British Guy. What's Reed. his name? Um, it's just British guy reading country lyrics. It's a long name. Okay. So yeah. you want me to just... We might come up with a name. Okay. Maybe Twitter, people on Twitter can give us ideas for his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just send in but, your um, ideas. Yeah. Go ahead. And Ladies introduce. and gentlemen, this is the British guy reading country music lyrics. Today I'll be reading from Zach Brown Band's song <laughs> called Beautiful Drug. 
And here we go. I got a death wish. Her looks can kill. She's got a red dress, lipstick and heels. Pull me in. Get me hooked like a junkie. You got me feeling so high. You're such a beautiful drug. I can't get enough. Addicted and I'm dying for a hit of your love. Got a death wish, baby, baby. Don't want you to save me, save me. Tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm losing it, baby. Keep me dri- keep driving me crazy, crazy. There was a comment between the crazies. <laughs> Going out of my mind, staring at you, burning up in your fire that I've fallen into. Got a death wish, baby, baby. Don't want you to save me, save me tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. Wow. Oh, wow. All right. Of applause. So that was a lengthy song. Yeah, it was. How long is that song? Seven minutes? It it felt longer. Um, (laughs) Wow. And there's music in there, too. Yeah. um, There you go. I Um, like that. That's good. We you should do? do that more often. Okay. I thought you were going to go into you turn me right around, baby, right? Because I was waiting for that. You're not supposed to talk yet. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> go in there. We'll, we'll cut all that out. We'll this is what he's done every episode. He baits the guests. Gets them to talk. And, and then yells at them. Shut up. You're not supposed to talk yet. And they're like, oh my gosh. Welcome Very to the party, unprofessional. Yes. Thanks for having me on the show, Very Tan. unprofessional. So uh, let's, you ready to start the show? Yeah, let's, let's start the Laura see right now. Boom. Mm. All right. We just heard the British guy singing beautiful drug lyrics. What a, just a really, I don't know. Songs are just, what's up with music, Laura C? What, what is going on? What is, why is it so bad these days? I remember, remember lyrics like, like, uh, thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. Women, they will come and they will go. The music you just read is so literal. Like there's no yeah, everything's so literal. No, um, of course uh, that was by, uh, sung by Stevie it. Nicks, who you actually know. Well, sort I of worked with. You worked with Stevie yeah. Nicks. Do you ever really know anyone? Yeah. I, <laughs> Do we really know Do we you, really know Tim Hawkins? That was deep. Um, <laughs> when that's you the deepest with, question I've ever been thrown a curveball off this. What do we do? <laughs> We've always had kind of loser morons on the show so far. <laughs> take a commercial break. Ponder that one. <laughs> no, I don't I, remember much of my LA days, frankly. Really? I really don't. Yeah. It's before <laughs> Jesus. Her BC days. Oh, <laughs> my spinal tap days. Yes. Yeah. Really? You, you, literally, you don't remember? I, or don't, you just... I, I don't. I choose to like not remember most of my day, but I really don't. I was pretty, mm-hmm. a little out of it. Don't tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> don't call my mom after this. Real? I don't, I don't think I've ever met your mom. She's awesome. She's awesome. Well, on the show today, folks, just to um, um, paint the picture for you, uh, my wife, Heather, is is on the couch, got the headset on with us today, uh, Laura C. Um, and you guys go back how long? You've known each other for how long? Like 10? Yeah. What were we? 9, 10? 10. Yeah. Where were, where were you living when you, you knew each other? You were buddies. Pleasanton, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you ever leave there? I always, oh, if I anybody's so ever been to Pleasanton, so California, pleasant. it looks like where yeah. the Teletubbies live. Yeah, yeah. it does. I was like, why did like you that. leave here? It and, does. And Never the town been. still looks quaint mm-hmm. and old time. Mm-hmm. It's neat. It's just kind of a, um, it's more, would that be Northern California mm-hmm. considered? Yes. East Bay. Yeah. Outside of San Francisco. It, it, remember the cheese factory? Yes. That was so cool. I know. I used to stop by there a when real I ride my bike factory. to her house. Stop by at the cheese factory for some samples. The window, you could watch cheese being made. Yes. 
Wait, you worked at a cheese factory? No, no. there was one right downtown. But it was, it was right between really our cool. houses. Like mm-hmm. I'd ride. That was probably my bike. a front for some mafia. <laughs> yeah, no. probably. Yeah, go with some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen one since. Yeah, I've never no. seen like downtown just a cheese. Because it's factory. not the cheese factory like yeah. the restaurant you go to now. It's actually a cheese factory. factory. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. The big That's thing cool. with the, you know, oh, the, the samples out. Around, around. Oh, yeah, and I'd goodness. ride my bike, take a sample right on mm-hmm. to her house. Mm-hmm. We got to find one of those. It was ideal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cheese. I, we were at Cheese Factory. What was it? Oakdale or something like oh, that? California. Oh, no. We went to a cheese factory in Oakdale, California. Where they where they stir it and the yeah, curd comes to the top. It. It's really fascinating. Fun. Yeah, oh, that was cool. It wasn't like the one that was downtown, but it was like a... Out in the middle of We nowhere. wore little aprons every day. Really? So you guys were you <laughs> guys were, you guys were buddies and I know that um, did you do talent shows and things like that? I mean what kind of activities did well, you do? Well, I'm together? not talented and Laura's very talented. <laughs> Heather's an appreciator, everybody. I am the appreciator. That's why. Yeah. She's a manager. She, yeah. Yes. And so Laura is luckily bossy, so she told me what to do and how to do it. And oh, I she's bossy. That. Here's okay. I learned. I'm gonna, I learned I, I'm from gonna her. expose you real quick. Um, we were I doing, wasn't born bossy when by we were way. doing insanity workouts. Bossy. We were doing insanity <laughs> workouts, right? And and I was remember that get, just and, getting over chemo. And, and you're getting over chemo, and you would try. You would work out with me, a little, but then you'd lay on the bed and tell me I wasn't doing it correctly. You weren't. <laughs> you're barely jumping. You're not up. jumping up and reaching for the sky. <laughs> you're just by like. Like your hands supposed to go all the way over your head. And yeah. Your hands were like I had a right broken blood vessel. I was working so <laughs> that hard. That was insanity. I, that, that's what oh, I'm saying. I, this was P90X when I was coaching. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was both. You, oh, yeah. Well, probably. You're not doing it. I don't like either one of them. I can't do either one it's of those crazy. things. I got into the third week and I broke a blood vessel in my eyeball. Yeah. And there was like a, it was, it was just beat red. It's overworked. And it actually had, uh, it was risen. Like It was like a, my, I had a scab on it. Was that yeah. a couple years ago? And I got yeah. sick. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was a few years ago. And you still had it, it when you came two, on the road, It was right? like, no, it was like was eight that, years ago. Seven I don't years remember. Ago. There was, I'm thinking of another thing on your eye a couple of years ago. What? You had some some blood vessel or something, did didn't I, you? That yeah, broke? I think so. Oh, I, I don't oh. know. Oh, you did it twice. I don't remember. See, Laura, I don't remember things either. <laughs> but I don't that's remember. not because of, But for different reasons, chemicals. Sure. So, okay, yes. so... um. So Laura, when did you when did you start as far as in the music? Is that something you just kind of your parents had a piano or something? You just started banging away on the piano and yeah. Well, I did my first um, concert at Mount Hermon at this big Christian conference center when I was like eleven, and then I used to travel around with my mom, who was would sing at like all these women's conferences. Your mom was I didn't know that she was oh, a singer. Yes, yeah, what kind of stuff would she sing? Today, I became her today. <laughs> She would sing and and I would accompany her and then she would start, she would get like touched by her own singing in the middle of like one of the songs and she would start to weep and then she'd like all of a sudden randomly go back into the song in a whole different key. And so I learned how to like transpose on the full, it was the best. So you're playing accompaniment. Yeah, I'd accompany her, oh my and, God. and she'd go back in in another key, and so I'd have to just follow her. Like what? You remember any of the songs that she used oh, to sing? Oh, like Gaither, old Bill uh-huh. Gaither stuff. I'm yeah, so be- glad I'm a part of the family of God. Yeah. Or what because was because like, he lives. Oh yes, <laughs> and then she'd get really touched. Oh, she'd get so verklempt, and then she'd then she'd weep, and she if she like had musical ADD. She would just like completely drop, stop, and do something different. But it was the best training on the planet because I could like play by ear. And she just sang great. solo. She yeah. didn't sing. Wow. And See, that she, was. Yeah. Then that she'd be was, like, you do one. 
Yeah, that was that's so funny. I mean, our church growing up, we had the you know First Baptist Church St. Charles, and you know you get the new Sandy Patty song would come out, and so all the girls would run to the music store and get the background track. Yep, that has four or five key changes, and it just oh, you're just looking at a bulletin or just looking down like this is this isn't happening. <laughs> this is just it's like that's their stage. That was always a pet peeve of mine. People using the church stages for their own. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> na, 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 na. So so you're um. Um, so she, well, she she must have been a decent singer. Oh, she's great. She was she she's, with her little bubble do and her yes. moo moo and her. She was Coke stuck in the fifties. Yes, she was very cute. Yeah, she's cute yeah. thing. It's like Aunt B. Yes, yeah. she was Aunt B. Mm-hmm. Now, now you were adopted, right? Yes. You're, okay. So, yeah. and I still became my mother. Really? <laughs> she looks <laughs> no, nothing no, no, like her mother. Out. Still turned into her <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> Doesn't <only>. matter. <laughs> right. Okay. And then and then you. When did you kind of start you remember your first performance or you remember yeah, when you first started with in front her of people? and then and then I, I was writing songs and she would always do that thing where you know when people would come over she'd be like sing Laura sing sing one of your songs and finally I, she just gave up and thought because I just was mortified I didn't want to be you know ever seen it was all I just wanted to be I didn't want to be a performer and I still don't I just don't have any performer in me but um why is that i mean you're so good well and you're so comfortable doing it because i i just never had that entertainer vibe like music was always Mm -hmm. cathartic to me it was never it was always what does that mean can you look that up on on (laughs) good word it's (laughs) dictionary.com cathartic good word Uh, (laughs) my dad my uh friend was a priest at a cathartic church i think um he was a roman cathartic (laughs) 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 yeah yeah it so, was therapy. It was therapy. And it's and it still is. And it still is. And it still is. And then yeah. uh, you performed uh, you well, I would say you performed at church today, but uh you did um you just uh, at our at our small church, Life Church, uh Laura was uh, she did the music they did they led with uh, my daughter Livia and Levi, my son on drums. That was fun. And Libby was saying and, and Laura played keys and played and it was awesome. It was so good. And then yeah. Laura played uh just several new songs. Those were all new songs that you that you uh yeah. you performed. It's very authentic. And it was so, it, it's such a f- breath of fresh air. Yeah. You know what? People don't really do specials in, in church, I don't think, anymore. It doesn't seem like, remember? It, you're every, right, every changed. Yes, it's yeah. changed. I, why is, I... Usually during the offering. <clears throat> I just want to get out of the way. Yeah. We just want to get out of the way. Yeah. No, no, you're the leader. You need to be in the way. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like music leaders used to like do their hand up and down, like help us sing. What? Especially your old church. Yeah, my, I'm so glad. I'm, and were, I'm like, he's doing the hand. He's Follow doing the, the hand. hand. Like the little bouncing thing on the This yeah. is a hot screen. topic with you. This is a, I've heard you talk about this many times. W- which part? Uh, just uh, worship Anger. in the church. He has We're, anger issues. Uh, what bitterness? It bitterness? Uh, it's not. It's just a, a topic he, he likes talking about. He has here's, a lot of opinions. Well, because it's here's, funny. Worship leaders are funny. They are. Like what do you mean? Like which? Like the old ones or the new ones? Just in general, there's some weird like <laughs> in there. It's either like the the maintenance guy that could sing that became the worship leader, right? Or yeah. else it's or else it's someone who's been to like the school of worship and they come and they've got all their little tricks and they know exactly what they're doing and it's mm-hmm. slick, it's slick and it's you know, it's got some kind of model. I don't know. I've there never found a, in between. Yeah. There is like a stereotype now, like. You know, the big jokes in order to be a worship leader, you have to have the sides of your head shaved or a man bun and a, man a flannel bun, and a boots. V-neck shirt. And I do hate little that. Little hair poking out. Yeah, yeah, I do hate that. 
because I do fit those requirements, <laughs> which is partly right. why I hate it. Yes. Right now, he's wearing a V-neck shirt. <laughs> he could have right. a man tight bun. jeans. Uh, so I miss, and and maybe they're they're out there, but I wish that more of our mega churches let the guy that's forty five wearing a navy polo and dad jeans lead worship. Like it didn't have to be the cool twenty five year old uh, guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about yeah, that. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd be great. I, that just reminds me. We used to have like the at our church they had the traditional service, and then they'd have the contemporary service. And the oh, only gosh. difference is Drums. they did the song Majesty. Oh. That's the only difference. <laughs> That's what they say. The difference between traditional and conservative, or the traditional and contemporary, is the uh, in con- contemporary they turn the. Keyboard at a forty-five degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> so that, hey, who, who made this happen? What kind of what kind of freaks are taking over the church? Turning the keyboard that angle. Some churches we we go to still do that. They still do the yeah. traditional contemporary thing. Yeah, I just don't understand how that would even work. Well, I don't. Oh, I, yeah. My, I think my conflict it's is: Am I just getting older and just becoming yes. an old? You know, stodgy. I didn't say, I didn't say that. Stodgy that old man. Yeah, that was Heather. It, 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 am I getting stodgy, Karate. or is it just really? Is it different? It's just um, um, I don't know. I, I as far as what? Well, well, you like music, so like I don't even notice. Well, you're a musician <laughs> too. You're a, like, yeah. you're a a good yes. musician, so that, that I think stirs some strong opinions. Same here. I mean, well, I think um. <laughs> because Kayla, it's like your album, like the mm-hmm. Sons of Telamon, everybody. Sons yeah. of Telamon, check it out. I was listening to it on the, uh, and I, would you call that a worship album? Um, Sure. I don't really know what that means. I don't You're, know what a worship album means, but I mean, yeah, it's like congregational worship or personal worship, whatever you want. To but that was more of a, but your, your record is more of experiential. It's big. It's got big, big, and you guys are doing stuff with sound. And to me, that's what it was more. It was more, um almost orchestral. It's just, it's oh, just cool. very, it's very huge and, um, very artistic. And I don't know. I, I just, um, <sighs> there, there's many different, uh, sectors, I guess you could call or categories for worship music yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the guys that are trying to, uh, do the artist thing. They're not really like worship leaders but they're tagging themselves as that to like get successful. And then there's the other guys that like just want to do the thing for the local church. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's kind of weird right now. I think that worship music is in a weird place. feels like it's in transition. I don't know if, I mean, I was too young 15 years ago to really know what was happening in the culture with worship music. So maybe it's always been kind of weird, but it just feels Mm -hmm. different now. Field transitional is a good word for it. Just, yeah, well, it, it's it's trying to find its voice. I think it, <clears throat> and on some level, it kind of looks like the world and sounds like the world and wants to be the world, but, but then doesn't it wants to be, be the world. Yeah, yeah. but then it wants exactly, but then <clears throat> it wants to be completely unique and and so you know, I, I just every church you go to, you hear the same ten songs over and over and over mm-hmm. again, no matter you know five. Yeah, Bethel, I just don't like the repetition thing. Oh my goodness, when it's over and over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. Just like I yeah. fall asleep. Well, you know what? Like, like today, like when you guys were leading today. Um, one thing, what very simple. A lot of people don't do sing in a key that people can sing. Sing. You, you're singing in a lower register, and you can tell that, like men especially, when it's in their register, they will sing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed that about a lot of songs that are our favorite songs I, 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 on the radio are the ones that we can sing. Really, I mean, they're ones that um, 
that that they're a key that we can attain or we can reach. But um, but that's one thing is that it's Lord. But a lot of songs like I noticed today, and I've listened to I've listened to some Christian radio recently. Like today, I listened to three straight songs, and they all have the same the same tempo. Dun 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 dun. Well, same three in a row. Chords, you three same four chords. The one two five six or whatever it is. One two six, and. But I don't know. Maybe maybe what I miss is the songwriting. Is this is really and 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 things aren't just um, um, so in your face. They make you think a little bit. They kind of it's art. Storytelling. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Storytelling and well, it's I like too the literal. Older. Right now, it's too literal. Before it was more poetic, mm-hmm. or it was imagery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, even that country song you just sang, it's just like, yeah. Literally, this is what I'm going to sing about. Yeah. Instead of conjuring up an imagination about. Mm-hmm some stuff like I like listening to songs in the, like 70s and 80s like this too I still don't know what they mean I yeah, like that I like I not knowing too. what a song means <laughs> and then once one day you're listening to it there's a song called Entree New by Rush and I've listened to it for many many years and I didn't know what it was about and then I looked at and I listened to the lyrics and, and looked at the lyrics and I'm like you know it was really cool figuring out what this was it's basically about how you know even we as uh, individuals in relationships is that you're in relationships where you're but you're still individuals mm. You know, and the whole dynamic there. It just makes, I don't know, maybe I just miss it. I think it was on the Eagles documentary that um, maybe it was Glenn Fry said some songs aren't for other people because they put out uh, Hotel California and, you know, everybody was trying to, saying it was demonic or trying to figure out what it meant. Mm -hmm. Or no, it was um, Don Henley, I think that said that. And he said like some songs aren't for other people. So we put a song out Mm -hmm. on a record and it was really for us. And I thought that was so cool. Because some people get so frustrated, like, this song's too confusing. I don't know what it means. Too many metaphors. But that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Every song doesn't have to be blatant and literal. Right? Well, it used to be yeah. where an artist would develop. It's where, you know, they would have three or four albums before they even had a hit. Like the Eagles, they didn't have really, you know, any hits until like, like maybe the third, fourth album. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because they're just developing and they're just figuring stuff out. Whereas now it's like, well, here's, you know, people sign with these labels. And it's like, well, here's what works. You need to have... This is the hit. This is going to be the dun, hit. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 right. dun. It needs to sound like that because that's what's selling. I heard somebody say, it was last year, they said, uh, worship music is always five years behind. Yeah. Of, of For a while, every, I mean, I don't mean to be bitter, but for a while, everything sounded like Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. For a while, remember? <laughs> there was that whole era where everything that came out of Nashville yeah. was like, isn't that a Kenny Loggins song? <laughs> <laughs> right, Again? right, right. Yeah. I think there should be a rule with, with writing songs, worship songs, that you shouldn't write anything you haven't experienced. Like, yeah. I just go, I just write what I've done and I don't try mm. to touch like songs that I just haven't engaged with in my own in my own life. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I think what Tim has talked about in the past, not liking is that a lot of them sound like, uh, they're asked, you know, asking Jesus to be their boyfriend or something or go on a yeah, date. It's, or, it's, yeah. It's and creepy. It's like, it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to sing that to Jesus. I know. Yeah. I know. It is. Yeah, a lot I got, of, there are I got a friend really, here, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just want to sing. I brought like, a visitor. I don't want to sing that in front of them. Like stuff yeah. Laura was singing tonight is just how awesome God is. I mean, I know there's, that's obviously a song in itself from way back. But, um, but just some of it's like what I'm, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do for you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You well, I don't consider me? there's corporate worship. <laughs> I don't consider what, I don't consider the stuff that I'm 
doing right now really worship. It's more like soaking because it's yeah. it's just experiential. And so it's not really the kind of the kind of stuff that everyone now let's sing this all together. Because <laughs> right. that's a whole other thing when we all sing in unison and there's just a lot of power in that. Well, what it's you wonderful. did today was very testimonial too. Like that's what you're saying. And that's that all was, I got going. Good about that's it. All, all well I maybe got. that's maybe that's just it. I mean no it's offense to, to younger people, but Sometimes I think you got to go through it. I mean, what you've been through is that you're able to, plus you have the tools to know how to put that into musical form and it just, it mm. just hits. It's just like, you know, I think that's one of the, you know, one of the, the, the what's the, what's the opposite of a benefit? <laughs> the bad things about getting older is that <laughs> things go wrong and your body doesn't, you know, it's, you're different. And you, like you say, but, but the good thing is you do have those experiences and you have the tools and you have that experience to, 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 to craft the songs. I mean, the songs. Turn that, that mess into a message. Right. Just take it. <laughs> Seriously. Just take it and just make it. And then I have lots of messages. You can take two nickels and make a million dollars with it. <laughs> this is awesome. So um, now where did you, where do you think you became like, was it in Hollywood that you think you became um, the artist? Like you really learned the most as far as musically, or did you know what you were doing when you got there? Or how did that, that's interesting because I, I actually, I'd always written and I'd written songs that people responded to and were basically similar, but I learned so much studying because I worked with two of the best songwriters of all time, which is Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly and Rick Knowles. And so I was always in the studio with whoever they were working with as yeah. their production coordinator and just watching and soaking and hearing the conversations and the way they wrote, the way they worked out songs, I'm sure it absolutely never consciously was like, you know, Oh, this is how I'm going. This is how you write a song. But I know that I learned so much valuable stuff from them. Like what are a couple of things like, like fundamentals that you would tell a songwriter? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show we want you guys to join. Uh, we talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her love building life. project, love life, <laughs> you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. You just have to have in your toolbox. Literal, well, uh, literally write what you know. I know that sounds so simple, but if you haven't walked it, if you haven't lived it, there's that certain level of authenticity that people are either going to respond to that they immediately go, okay. I believe this and they have to believe you, you know, just like when you do a show, you, you engage, they have to trust you and believe you and want yeah. and, and connect with it on, because it's so weird because my experience was, you know, drug, drug addiction and alcohol addiction. And so most of my songs come from that type of brokenness. And in the beginning, when I first started writing this, uh, the body of work, the gift of brokenness, I thought, well, this is recovery music because it relates to mm. my recovery uh, from addiction. But yeah. then 
I would get all these emails and I'd get all this feedback from someone who'd had cancer and someone who'd had a divorce and they'd been through all these experiences and they, my project, my record was what walked them through that journey. And that just blew me away. Cause I, I, I guess I just thought, well, you know, since it was for me, it was about addiction, but it's like what you were saying, what, what you think a song is about something, but if it resonates with someone else for something completely different, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing when that can cross over like that. Yeah. And I think I've told people too, I think a lot of my, the, the laughter I get at shows isn't because I'm witty. It's because they just relate to what I'm talking about. They're almost laughing out of relief. Oh, I'm not the only one. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's, it's that connection. I think people are too, they're too wanting to tickle ears with what they're, with their music and, and get a hook just for a hook's sake. Yeah. But what, what you do like today, your songs were just like I was saying, I was talking earlier is that you're able to have that powerful, that, uh, that experiential um, the, the songs, but you're able, you're a good, the songwriting is where you, you put those hooks in, whether you know it or not. I don't know if you do, oh. do you try to do that or just, that just comes out. It's a feel. It's funny. Cause I, I went through a period in my life where I tried to write correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tried to have a bridge and a hook and a verse mm-hmm. and, and, um, cause I was signed to Chrysalis as a songwriter and, and that's what I did. And it just, the stuff that I'm doing now just comes like full, like a song in 15 minutes. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, I don't mean to sound trite, but it's li- I, ju- I just kind of get a download. I wish I could take more credit for it, but I just well, feel so like, like a theme because to, to me, dude, that's the toughest thing is getting a theme for a joke or a song. Mm. And once I have a theme, I can write it, and my brain won't stop until I write it. And it's usually in a, what, about thirty minutes that the, 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 the it's mostly written. You know, you tweak it mm. later, but once no, you I have just that, sit it's down with the piano, and I literally whatever happens is like, oh, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I wish I could could be more um, articulate about it or plan it more, but it, it just, whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. It's kind of like verbal vomit. <laughs> and you have to, it's a, it's so, but you know, but it's I, so beautiful. And then you described it like that. <laughs> yeah. Verbal vomit. That's a great name for your new album. Uh, that's going to help a lot of people. That's gonna help. Wait, we got a phone call right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, I got a question. Uh, hold on. We got a call. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to, Give a testimony about a uh, verbal vomit. I uh, I love that idea, and I think you should roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah, roll with it. And, uh, cool. And uh, is that it? Yeah, I need a ride. A ride? Yeah, I'm at the airport. The airport. Yeah, the airport. What? what Hang up on them. What? The airport. Yeah, I'm in Concourse D. Concourse D. No E. E. No E. I. Said eight. <laughs> Dude, we can't. Whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> now, Caleb. So you're gonna pick him up? I don't even know who it was. <laughs> so did you hang up on him? No. <laughs> he's he can't. It's not connection. coming to. He's got kim, he's got kimchi in his throat. <laughs> but I was gonna say because Caleb is a, a relatively new songwriter. Mm. So how do you how do you do it? Uh, every song is different. I think I'm still trying to figure it out. I started writing. Well, thankfully, 
I mean, you're not writing the same song over and over again. <laughs> like most worship leaders. Yeah, yeah. genius. That no kidding. <laughs> Let's just switch the phrases around. I'll say, let's see, I fix my eyes on you here, and I, you are worthy here. Yeah, and then switch it around. I, I guess I wrote here. my first yeah. song when I was 13, which was eight years ago. What was it called? I'm 21 now. It was called Emotions. <laughs> I think it was on Facebook, wasn't it? It was on Facebook. Yes, oh, I remember. I really? found, I found you gotta the pencil-written lyrics. Can you please? And I have them, and I'm going to bring them to you. Oh, can you please oh, yeah. find it, and we can play it on this show? Oh, gosh. I, I know it's hard, but please. <laughs> emotions. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. I've written worse songs since then, but... Uh, it's just emotion. Uh, no, it was a lot easier than that. Um, but it was real. It was real. I look back and I read the lyrics. I'm like, okay. Yeah. My, my first song was so bossy. It was, <laughs> if you believe, then you will receive. And if you don't, then you won't. So if you, if you want to believe, then wow. you better start now. Come oh on over goodness. and I'll show you how. See, wow. it was bossy. Oh, wow. Even then I was. Come Did your mom over. help you with that one? You might have helped me with that. No, I think yeah. your mom did. Oh, my mom. <laughs> it sounds like your mom. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Come on over. I have to hear that again. What was it? If it was you believe, believe, then you will receive. And if you don't, then you won't. <laughs> and if you don't believe, then you better start now. Come on over and I'll show you how. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How that break at the end. Oh, I like that. The how. how, how. how. It sticks yeah. with you. Yeah. I didn't there's, know that was hooky, right? Some, there's some yeah. verbal vomit for you. Good. <laughs> I think I just vomited a little bit at my throat. I... <laughs> No one's after that. No one's ever gonna listen to anything that I. Do. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> that, well, how old were you when you wrote that? Eight. Yeah. Well, well that's you know what. That's why most eight. people. That's pretty I think good for eight. That's bossy. That's why most people quit or fail at it because they they because they, they write they, songs they, like well, that. No, not because they write it, which is a horrible song. No, it right? Was. It's don't get me wrong. But it let rhymed. me finish. Let me finish. It's and that, it rhymed. Yeah. It's it's so easy to judge yourself. You judge everything. You can't you can't judge. You just gotta no. Mm-hmm. Vomit it, it all up. Yep. <laughs> and let everyone else judge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't let be them let them judge. Put Just it out keep there. Keep going. And uh, I think you can't seek for affirmation in your songwriting too, because there's too many songwriters that are just really sensitive, which is fine. But yeah. they they seek uh, affirmation in their songwriting. So they'll show like a verse to somebody, and if somebody doesn't freak out and say it's the best thing ever, they're like, "Oh, I know, I know, it stinks. Ne- never mind. Don't yeah. worry about it." Well, the problem and there never get a is, song yeah. done. They need to remember that if they believe, then they receive. That's right. I heard if that they once. don't, then they won't. That's good. Yeah. That's but good Laura can stuff. show you how. Yeah. how. She can show me how. how. Yeah. Uh, can you do that later or not? How? <laughs> Is that a horse or a cat? How? <laughs> He's never going to let you look that down. Now. I'm sure you're already regretting it. I already you need something to drink? Ink? Uh, we got some. <laughs> We got some tea or some coffee. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did I give up that? But I, I but the first time I heard uh, Laura sing, and you know, it's 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 just so strange. My wife is just a, she's just amazing. She's a, she's one of these people that's you lived. You want to hear every, about my? You've lived singing? everywhere. You lead. I oh, you have your comedy act. We we worked on. <laughs> What's that one joke? And what's the what's sing. your first joke? None of those jokes. That Why you do say they call it joke? toilet paper? Are you don't jokes? clean your toilet with it. No. <laughs> That's not my joke. That's like your dad's joke. Oh. Yeah. He put together an act for me as if if he gets sick, I can take his place or something. <laughs> and they're none of my jokes. Good joke. But, but, but Heather is like I lived in the same house growing up. I never left. I, I got on my first plane plane ride when I was twenty or something like that. 
And um, one time we were talking, you've lived all over the world. I remember one time I, I said, so, I made a joke about a Turkish village and you go, oh, I used to live in a Turkish village. I did in Germany. And that, I didn't just say that, <laughs> but it's for real. But no, Laura, uh, the first time I heard, I think it was a cassette and it was the song. Well, I don't know, was it a bunch of songs or just the ones Onion no, Girl? No, we were Onion at Girl. Renee Garcia's house, house sitting for Renee. Renee Garcia. Now, Renee, right, and Renee Garcia was a contemporary Christian singer, really well known. Amy Grant. And she sang like a background for Amy Grant and for yeah. and then she and was on her, own. her own. And they're doing their own thing now called Bliss. 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 That's yeah. right. Bliss yeah, Bliss. Her, her husband, husband, I forget his Lang. name. Lang. Lang. Lang Bliss. Yeah. We were at their house, house sitting for about two weeks in yeah. Nashville. For two weeks. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And you were listening to, you were like in the back office listening to some CD by yourself. And I come in there and you go, this girl is so good. Yeah. And I looked at the cow. I was like, that is my childhood friend right there. Isn't that crazy? I don't think he believed me. I don't think he believed me. He's like, yeah, right. And I remember, I think you had like a black dress on and you had, you had your, your hair was orange. And and I, I I sort of I sort of remember the picture on the front. It had a polka dot dress, but it's it was cute. a polka dot dress, boots. and it was uh, Psycho a song called Onion Girl. Yeah, oh, which, I love that song. Um, was I, in the movie, which, Elizabeth Shue movie. What was Elizabeth that? Shue movie. Yeah, Holly Cole recorded a bunch of my songs. Yeah, Canadian that's artist, one of them. And it was right. one of the ones. But Laura <laughs> sang it so much better than Holly Cole. And and I'm like, <laughs> his royalty checks like, are nice though. Yes, they are. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm like, it was just so it, it, it it's so fun because it's. I mean, certain singers have a couple of, I don't want to call them tricks or a couple dynamics to their voice where you've got, you're on your regular register, you sing in your head voice and then you sing falsetto and you, you do and all these different combinations. Too. Exactly. Yeah, the way, way, the way a lot of, a lot of people, people a lot of ladies and women sing Try now, sing. it's like she was doing that, you know, 20 years ago. I didn't want to say that not, many. Not that many. Oh, two years ago. Um, <laughs> But I guess I our timeline's I, a little off. You're right. Maybe it was 20. Oh, God. But it was quirky. But I want to say it was quirky, but it's also. Make her you, sing. You, no, you also I don't have remember strong. You have I remember. Strength oh. and uh, just total control. It's just my goodness. Oh, you are so nice. Well, and it I just like it, you, it, it inspires me. That's what, like it just you. inspires me. It's, and I think that's why. Do you remember why, the song? Maybe you could sing it. It's so good. Uh, I'm a bit unstable, boy. She said, or say, with a chest grin. So many cracks in my sidewalk, boy. Well, don't you fall right here. These are the friends I wanted the most in this life I can have. So you see. And I mean, she's like, oh, single thing. Naked and shameless. Peter back the layers like that. Onion girl. Don't try to see me. We're still weak. That's my good. Might be. Might be. Just like. That was, <laughs> between that and the If You Believe, who's ever going to listen to anything? No one <laughs> mind ever that is, again. That song's so good. I wish you'd sing it for real. Oh, that was I pretty good. Well, that was really I, I tell you what, I think what we me. can do um, is maybe grab the recording is that still? I must. I I know I have it somewhere. Okay, we'll get it because I want to play at least one of the, one of your things. And and oh, oh my god, oh, it's Dan? on Reverb Nation. I have it on. Oh, yeah. my Reverb. Laura is Reverb uh, too. It's Laura C. Everybody, oh, it's just it's C. A sad yeah. song, but I like that. Song. Remember? Okay, so I wrote this song For called Peter. Dandelions about my Dan brother-in-law who right. committed suicide. Right, and then that's a great song. Mark that's a great song, though. But Mark, I meet my husband, and he he's listening to the song. He goes, "You know, dandelions are a weed." No one plants dandelions, right? You know that. And I go, no, I did not. And so I've never sung that oh, song really? since. Oh, 
but still, it sounds cool. <laughs> I was so, so horrified. So we'll get. Um, I know I want to get like, that that's one. Such a technicality. And we'll get maybe know, one of the uh, so the ones off the 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 new one, maybe off the Brokenness album or something.
What's your newest record called? Oh, well, I have I have a new body of work, but I haven't recorded. It's brand new. Just in the last couple of months. I the gift of brokenness cool. was but the, a few the, years back. The CD that, that, you know, was on the Today Show and stuff. That's called The Gift of Brokenness. Cool. Cool. Do you have a home studio? Or do you go <laughs> oh, no, I did that. Or? I, uh, this guy, Randy Miller, who won a Grammy, produced it. And um, it was all, like, done in Texas. And You won an award for that, for your... I got nominated for nominated. some PRISM award for, in Hollywood. It was for uh, addiction issues in film and TV. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just got nominated. That what did the trophy look like? I know. Like a, was it a big joint? It was like a big, it was a big V for vomit. <laughs> vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big paradigm. It was thing. a vomit with it a few joints sticking out of the top. <laughs> it looked like a mountain. I don't know because I didn't win. Oh. I just got nominated. Oh, oh sorry. Thanks, thanks for bringing it up. Did you storm out? Did you storm out? She looked fabulous, though. Yes, I yeah. did have a fabulous <laughs> I met Dr. Drew Pinsky, which oh. I got to tell you, oh. he is just really hot. Dr. Drew? Yeah. Dr. Drew's very hot. I don't Is that the Oprah like. Dr. Drew? Okay, my wife is twirling no, her he hair. Wasn't on what Oprah, does that was mean? He? Not he had Dr. His own Phil. Show. No, Dr. No, Drew. No, Dr. Drew. Pinsky. Yeah. Gray hair? Yes. Real skinny glasses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. You know, like all the addiction stuff on mm, yes. the yeah, VH1 yeah. celebrity rehab. Mm, very yeah. cute very cute okay i can't um, i don't i don't know how to respond to that so what 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 makes dr drew all that then is it the glasses it's just the the knowledge i don't know he's he's an a silver fox he's much right. older than me of right. course much right who dr drew or your husband both. I just came back. Both. I, I left for a minute. <laughs> no, Dr. Drew. <laughs> I met him once. He was a mouth breather. He was a... <gasps> Dr. Drew? What? Dr. Drew. He's... <gasps> hey, man. my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He, I don't I know. know. In person, thing. he's cute. I she just picked... She just... You know him. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that at all. He's so cute. He's cute. So do you want to talk... I mean, so uh, the, the last part of the show, do you want to talk at all about... Um, I, I want to talk about it. Just your ministry, where that came from, where you've... What you've been through... Um. Well, share. Well, I did the whole Hollywood thing, and then I, uh, so I got sober. Wait, well, uh, let me ask you this: Who are some of the? I mean, I don't mean to you know, drop names. What do you call it? Like, who are some of the people you worked with? Or some of the people that you rubbed shoulders with? I mean, you said Stevie Nicks. You worked oh, with her Celine a little Dion. bit. Celine. Well, I worked for Poison for a long time. R- I don't usually share that. What <laughs> you saying? Background for Poison? No, I was. I worked in their management and and did a lot of stuff with them on the road. Really, that Poison. like um, going to Whole Foods for them, or <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> no, yep. Poison with yeah. management, radio and television promotions for them, but yeah, um, and you know, Celine Dion, Belinda Carlisle, it was it was fun, right? The part I remember, it was fun. right. So I mean, that that what uh, what did what did that entail? Kind of, I mean, as far as what Belinda, what did you do? Like, did you? Oh, I think I sang background on one of her records. And then, but I was the production coordinator for her big Heaven on Earth record. What does okay. a production coordinator do? It, it at the time it hired all the musicians, booked all the studios, and, and managed the budget. And they were like seven hundred thousand dollars because it was the eighties. Wow. Now budgets are like crazy mm-hmm. small, but right. yeah, back there they were they were huge. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Now is that? I mean, you you say that you could, you know you had the was this something where like. Uh, substances, drugs, and alcohol, was that just something that was just available? It was just easy to do? I mean, does it was it pressure? I mean, what? 
what it was, was that? well, it was so available, but I just used honestly LA, the whole environment in LA and the music business and the way everyone rolled in LA, it just really stressed me out. It went against like my nature. Mm-hmm. And so in order for me to, um, kind of cope, uh, it, I, I, I use substance. I was pretty much use something every single day. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because I got, I was, the short story is I was, you know, groomed to be a Christian yeah. musician, worship musician at the time. And then something went terribly wrong when yes. I was really young. And I got just really burnt. Yeah. Just really, it, nothing like that had ever happened to me before. Mm-hmm. And some big, you know, betrayal drama I remember thing. that story. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, and so that I just decided I'm... I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to learn everything I can about the other side of the music business. I'm not going to like, I just was so angry at God. I didn't step in a church for like 10 years. So you got burnt in the Christian world. Yes. And so I wanted to learn everything I could so I would never get screwed again. Yeah. And and so I, I and I did, I, I learned a lot. And um, then I got a, I got a artist development deal with Chrysalis as a Mm -hmm. songwriter uh, and after, th- and began to do my own stuff. But so then I stopped, you know, doing music for this long time. And recently what's happened is I came back and began to do worship music at our church. And one day I just felt the Lord say to me, you don't know how to worship and you're really blaspheming me with your mindset. And I, and so I, he said, get off the worship team. And well, you said I just, it was like adultery. Uh, idolatry. Yeah. From, yeah, there was a lot of, because I was, I brought what I knew from the world to worship music. And so I'd be up there, you know, singing these worship songs and being like, I know, I can't wait to eat. I knew exactly, I was like planning my meal, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> after I was yeah. like, my mind just wasn't there. <laughs> and so the Lord took me off the worship team and he, he basically took a year out of my life to teach me how to worship. And I never once did music during that year. So I learned how to praise and worship without music, without singing. Right. And then at the end of that year, I, he just said, you're ready. And mm-hmm. now you can go back and everything changed. It's been like, I literally had to, to come to the point in my life where I said, I was having so much fun just hanging out with God and being in the presence that I was like, I don't care if I ever do music again. And I laid it on the altar and I really meant it. And right. then he was like, okay, now you can. <laughs> now you can do it. Really? Yeah. You have to give it up to It was to get the best it. thing that ever happened to me. And to, and right now, that's why I really don't care if this body of work gets recorded. Um, I just, if he wants it recorded, he'll get it recorded. Mm-hmm. I really have no agenda other than to share my journey but you know i can share my journey with you and be just as satisfied Mm -hmm. as if i'm as this morning yeah so it's literally i just kind of do whatever he well that's great isn't that different i think a lot of artists they get burnt out because i think their their motivation is the money or the fame or the you know they just want the benefit i mean a lot of comedians i talk to they just want to be in front of a room of two thousand people who love them or Mm. whatever you know that's that's what they want it's like well there's and that's certainly not why I do it. I do it because I love the craft and it's just, and I, it's, I love the people I work with and it's just something I know, I know. And it's your assignment. 
I think so. It is. I think so. Yeah. Um, but what would you say? I mean, what? Because it, it seems to me that people who go to L.A. or Nashville or New York, the places that you go if you're an artist, mm -hmm. is that I've learned that it's it's a team effort. You have to have a team of people around you, and it seems like when you go to L.A. or like a place like that, is it's just every man for himself. Is that? I mean, is that kind of true? Well, they build they build teams around them, but they're but it's based on just mutual benefit. It's yeah. not, they're not real. Like, like the teams that you put together, it doesn't become family for the most part, at least yeah. what I've, I can only speak for what I've seen. It's just a bunch of people with ulterior motives, um, you know, trying to serve, use each other to serve each other. But, mm -hmm. but listen, I'm sure there's, there's fabulous people out there doing it the right way. I just, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. So, well, that, I think that's true. It's like, it's not that they don't like you, your team of people, but like my brother's my manager. So he loves me and he, he knows that, you know, I, I can't be going on two month tours. And so he just, you know, so we can make adjustments and stuff. So it's yeah. not about, it's like, Hey, you want to do this gig? Nah, I've got this going on. Cool. Mm -hmm. No big deal. It's not like, no, we got to, you know, pressure and, and all that. Um, I don't know. I just got numbers to hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough, I mean, I, I've, I've really never thought about going to LA. I, I, not that it's, not that it scares me, it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, we, it's, it's, it's easy to say no to things now. Cause what we're doing now is so fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, our road shows are just, are a blast and, um, I, I don't. Well, you've been able to keep feel, a lot of the world's model out of it because you created a model mm -hmm. that works for you mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like the world's model. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. It's completely authentic. Yep. It's completely, I mean, when I see you, I just see you in your assignment. You're, yeah. you're, you're nailing your assignment Yeah, and you're doing it pure. And you're, and because I know you, you're, it's so beautiful to see the way your family works, the way that you've set it up. And it's mm -hmm. really, it's, it's just really a blessing to, to, to see something so authentic and so someone who's flowing mm. in their assignment, but it doesn't compromise their family. It doesn't compromise their own integrity. It doesn't, I just don't see the world's model on, on what you do. And that's yeah. really, I just honor that. Yeah. Cause it's not what you do. It's what you don't own. And it's not what you will. <laughs> it's what you won't own. So <clears throat> hold on. We got another caller. Yeah. Hey, uh, um, <laughs> On the airport, I need you to come get me. I, I can't come. We're doing. I need you to come. <laughs> I need you to come get me now, now. I can't. What? Where are you? I'm a gun court. Gun court. There's an eight. I can't. I can't handle that guy. Hang up on him. <laughs> Poor so guy. Whack. Hang up on him. Oh okay. my god. So tell us a little bit about your family. Now, Bella, stay in our house. We're at our house. Everybody, we're in the living room. We're hanging out. Uh, Bella. For, is it Isabella? Is that her? Bella is twelve. She's twelve. Luca is fifteen, and mm -hmm. and then you know Mark. I know Mark. My husband. He's See, fabulous. Laura C stands for Cacciatore, or for her husband Mark Cacciatore. Um, now he's uh, he works in New York City still. He does. He's just got a new job. Yep. Yep. He's a uh, executive creative director at an at an agency in Manhattan, and yeah. he's funny. Mm -hmm. He's funny. He is very, he is, he is, he is very funny. Oh, and, and he has, I'm not right in the head.com, which is hysterical. Yeah. His 
couple I'm not minutes. Oh, the now head. is that now, is that Facebook or is yeah. it? It's, You've seen it. Yeah, it's I both. have seen it. It has a couple million people, I think. That's amazing. I'm not right in the head.com is Mark's is that a blog? website. Blog site? It's a Facebook page. It's oh, okay. like a Facebook page, but it's it's just really taken on a life of its own and it's just really funny. And what, and cool. he has the other thing to going out. too. Yeah. He has yeah, What's some other, other some other stuff in the works. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, an app. He's created an app that he's working on right now. So Really? That's yeah. fun. Yeah. And he's really is he still an Iron Man? He's an Iron Man freak. He has oh, Iron Man character like oh, figurines yeah. all like over figurine. his house. He's obsessed. Oh, like the movie, yeah. the comic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought you yeah. meant like he does Iron Man. No. So I was no. very confused. No, I, I, don't, I was like, he smokes cigars. That's as close as he gets to doing an Iron Man. So true. He smokes cigars and eats Twinkies. I don't know. He does. Um but uh but it's going good. He's it seems funny. to be going going well. I, I wish he could come too. He's that yeah, guy. He's, I know. Twenty just, years we've been together. Twenty years. So. Really? And you've been sober? I don't count, but I think it's like something. You know, all the, these people are so obsessed. I'm with sorry. Like their are you sober? Day. Are you? <laughs> like, are you sober right at now? The moment, <laughs> okay. Yes. At the moment. Because maybe like that's why you didn't get the award because they're like this chick smells like she ain't. <laughs> yeah, it's like nine years, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, congratulations. But, well, thank you. Now, so to, to 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 I mean to talk about that real briefly is um now was that something you went to? How did you? I tried to go to rehab. The uh, I did bottom. I bottomed I out when I I woke up on the uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's morning. Woke up on the bathroom floor and. And yeah, I was in our bathroom. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. no, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. <laughs> Tile is cheap. It's like we just, we got the blood stains out and, uh, oh my gosh, it was bro. like a, a goat that was, it was weird. It was like nailed to the wall. And, um, but, uh, Not hey, a goat. I love goats. you know, it, it's, it's okay. If you, if you do, then you won't. Own, and she killed a goat and you nail it to the, the wall. Oh, if you do, do. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. So, um, yeah, okay, so I had driven. I had driven the night before, though, in a blackout with my family in the car, like gone yeah. to get groceries, and it was not pretty. And I yeah. just, I heard this voice in my ear, really loud, that said, "That's it, you're done." And I just knew, oh my god, I'm done. Like, I just knew that it was. There's a, there's just a no. You go completely in denial. Your friends are telling you you have a problem. Your family's telling you you have a problem, and you know you have a problem, but you just are in such denial. And then when you know, like at that moment, it was like a light bulb went on, and I, mm-hmm. it was complete clarity, and I knew if I didn't stop, I was going to die. And uh, so I just, I tried to get into, I was like, I'm going to go, if I have a problem, I'm going to go to one of those fancy rehabs. And so I tried to get, I tried, <laughs> I, I tried to get in and they were literally like, well, they, they wouldn't let me in is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I had to do it the old fashioned way and, you know, go to a AA meeting. And I right. was mortified. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be in this disgusting, like <laughs> dimly lit basement with horrible coffee and a bunch of old people talking about, you know, the good old days, like for the rest really? of my life. Yeah. So, but it, it was, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me, but. Yeah. Was it, was it the humility? I mean, it was that, I mean, what was what it? Was it a, it was a you club a point I didn't want to join. Well, I yeah. mean, it was, I mean, did you get the turning point? I mean, there's always a baptism, like where was it just, you just got humble and died to yourself kind of a thing. And you're just like, it let off the, Okay. I don't have to carry this anymore. I don't, I can't, I can't, and I won't. And Jesus I have is. To, I hate to, 
I I wish I could tell you I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, mm-hmm. but I was one of those that literally the elevator it was going to go all the way to the basement if I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. And so I still, if I had my way, I would have still been partying yeah. and drinking just because I enjoyed being numb. You know, I liked <clears throat> it. And yeah. so it wasn't one of those horrible experiences where, you know, you're, you're, you're like losing your liver and you, you know, or you get in a car crash, thank God. But it was literally like the voice of God just saying, no, I'm telling you, this is like fullness of time. You're done. Mm-hmm. And if you don't stop, you will be dead. And I just knew that. And I'd never known that. But 24 hours before I'd never, like that wasn't even, I didn't know that. Yeah. You're just looking for your, your next. Just trying to, just next trying numb. to like, yeah. I mean, I remember, I know this is a little morbid, but drinking, you know, wine out of a coffee cup at like nine in the morning, just looking at my child and going, why can't you just hurry up and go to school so I can just drink all day, you know? Yeah. And, and, and just feeling at, at such a young age, feeling hopeless, like mm-hmm. all my firsts are done, you know? And it's just, it's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And after, and now I wouldn't trade where I am now for, you know, anything mm-hmm. yet. It just blows me away sometime. I'm just so grateful to how good God is to realize that at I literally thought my life was over. It was like that yeah. That lie. So it's it's good. It's it's all well, good. Well, that's now. encouraging, you know. And I think I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The church seems to I, I really don't know if it's you know, equipped to help people now as much. I think it's better than it used to be. It's better than it used to be, but the it, and there's still stigma. And you know what? Stigma's okay yeah. if it if it helps us get healed. Right. If it helps us get healed, but I don't think what the the biggest problem that I find in the church is that they we begin to embrace and wallow in our brokenness to the point where mm-hmm. we don't walk through it. It becomes our identity. Yeah, I'm broken like in this area. I'm broken. This is in just this not who area. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. who I am. I'm just I'm just broken. You know, just like the disciples. And it's like, well. Can we move off the cross and yes. go to the resurrection? Because right. that's we're yep. created in that image as well. So. Right. Well, there's just so much wisdom, and I just think that that's so needed right now. I mean, youth is worshipped now. It's all about youth and yeah. pop culture and everything. It's about looking younger and cutting yourself up and making you look younger and all that stuff. It's just we need, I don't know, we just need wisdom and and. You know, good art <laughs> and good, and good that's, everything. You know what? In a way, that's weird because that that obsession with youth is, I believe, the counterfeit of what God does really give us. Which is, as we the more the closer we get to Him, and the actually the more we mature, the more childlike we truly become, and the younger we look, and the younger we actually mm-hmm. get. Yeah. So it's, but it's a perversion of the original. So I just find that fascinating yeah, to me. Well, true. well, we've learned a lot today. We've learned uh, it's a team effort um, <clears throat> that we need to download emotions. The first song yeah, written by It's not Caleb. on recording, fortunately. We need to somehow. Now, before we go, I want to, uh, your music, where can we, where can people go to, to listen, to check I think it it's out? Still, I think you can go to Laura C, two separate words. L-A-U-R-A-C. And then, a, and then C. And then me, the, it's, C. The, it's called The Gift of Brokenness and there's still a bunch of stuff on iTunes. So, um, Folks, take a listen to it. Her her voice will blow you away. Hmm. It's, uh, oh, oh, nice. 
No, that it's, is it's, nice. It, it's, I'm so excited to, to talk to you and just appreciate and just let us know. You just, we love, I'm just excited for what, what's going on. Well, and, I love you guys and I love hanging with yeah. you and I appreciate Oh, good everything. friends, eh, honey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like when she's here. Family. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, I need to come to your house. It feels like home. It does. A lot of people come to our house. It feels like home. I like that. Oh, no, no, just me. Just Laura. Yeah. No, we no have. More. No, no. <laughs> you may have no more. That's why we built this house, because we like people coming over. And Your house out. is always filled with different people. I know. And it's always people I don't know. Like, hardly ever do I know <laughs> oh, everyone you here. You didn't know everybody tonight? No. no. You have, the time, when you I Heather? Know. I knew Heather. I like that. But not the others. Not okay. you, Heather. Another yeah, Heather. Yeah, other Heather. My, um, my, what I love is when somebody, I'll come into my house, and there's somebody I don't know looking in my fridge. That, <laughs> yeah. To me, that is, because that. that's what I would do at their house. Yes. You would. And, oh, and that's, I want people to feel comfortable here. And, uh. He used to use our friend's master showers if we were like staying at their houses. Mm-hmm. Because at their house that he grew up in, they didn't use the hall bathroom. They used the back, you know, master bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he ends up <laughs> taking a shower <laughs> at other people's homes in their master the main, well, bathroom. Well, it's always the shower. The pressure's always better. Yeah, but I'm standing in some bathtub like I'm a some so kind of weirdo. Weird. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so right. Like, uh, we have I, a regular shower here. I use their toothbrushes. I get in their fridge. I do. I get in their fridge. I, yeah. You know. And can we just point out that Heather is wearing yoga pants? I am. You wearing yoga pants? Too. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, do a downward wearing... dog. Do a downward dog as we go. I learn about it every day. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us, uh, <laughs> Laura C. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Fantastic show. Good to sit down and talk to you. And uh, very good. Do we do an outro? This is our outro. This is our outro. Can outro. you say right, that? Emotion. That's our outro. Pippaluna. Like a ticking tarot. And that was podcast. All right. That was potty break. Bye, everybody. Yeah, potty. <laughs>